actually. Interesting word, actually. If you listen to British speakers of English, you might notice that it's used a lot in informal conversation. Actually, we could use it too much, perhaps. Speakers of most languages often have words they use as what we call tag words. Perhaps they are sometimes redundant or unnecessary. You know, like you know. Are there lots of things to do in the place where you live? Well, you know. Not a lot. There's a small sports centre, you know. But, you know, there's not a lot to do in the evenings. However, there is one thing I believe that could be useful to the learner of English, which I should mention. Words like actually make your English sound more English. Actually, If you use this word more in your spoken English, you might impress the examiner in the speaking part of your Cambridge exams. Today, I'm going to explain the meaning and use of actually, and I'll include some examples from my podcast stories for you to listen to. This is a podcast for B1 and B2 level students, and you can find the full Transcript at www.practicingenglish.com Podcast 162 Here we go! Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilber, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. And if you are a B1 level student trying to reach B2 level, then I recommend my book, The Tudor Conspiracy. Come over to practicingenglish.com and you'll see a picture of the front cover. Click on that and it will take you to the page where you can buy the book. This is not in the transcript, but I've just thought of something I would like to share with you, which is the pronunciation of actually. It is, in fact, actually ch, a ch sound as in chair. Yes, chair that you sit on. It's not actually, it's actually, ch, actually. The same sound as the ch in chair. Right, back to the transcript. The first thing to remember is that we don't use actually to talk about something that is happening now. It's, well, you know, a false friend with some other languages like French or Spanish. We use words like currently or at the moment to talk about now. I'm currently studying for my final exams. She's in the middle of a meeting at the moment. 
I'm going to divide the meanings of actually into three. I think that will be enough to help you understand the different ways we use this word. The first use is when we want to emphasize some information. Consider these two questions. What did he say? So, what did he actually say? The first just asks the listener to tell the speaker what was said. However, the use of actually in the second question is asking the listener to give more detail, more emphasis on the exact words of what she said. What did she actually say? Now listen to this next sentence. It's not actually raining at the moment. In this example, the speaker is telling other people that this information is important. Perhaps they want to go out for a picnic later, but are worried it might rain. The speaker points out, emphasizes that at this moment it's not raining. It's not actually raining at the moment. There are other words that could perhaps substitute actually in this meaning. Words like in fact or really. Listen. What did she really say? In fact, it's not raining at the moment. Notice that when actually has this meaning, it often falls in the middle of the sentence or just before the main verb. So, what did she actually say? It's not actually raining at the moment. Listen to the extract from my story, The Jogger, podcast 145. Listen for the word actually and how Julie is emphasizing that she believes there is something supernatural following them. You know, sometimes it's as if we weren't alone when we're jogging through this park. Do you know what I mean? There are some other joggers somewhere. I can hear them, said Fatima. And I've just seen a man with his dog over there. I don't mean that, said Julie. I mean actually with us, just behind us. Sometimes I feel there's something or somebody there. Don't say that, said Angie. You're scaring me. In the story, The Fool on the Hill, podcast 159, we have some nice examples of actually used in this way. The speaker is talking about the universe around us and emphasizing some things that are true about it. You'll hear as well that in fact is also used, which could be a synonym of actually. Listen.
Right, Mr Sidcott, as we agreed on Monday, you were going to talk to Mr Debonio to convince him to leave his old house on the hill and move into a flat in the town. Has he signed the necessary documents? Um, not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly, Mr Sidcott? I didn't get where I am today by saying, not exactly. Did he or did he not sign the necessary documents, agreeing to move into a flat in the town? Um, I'm afraid he didn't. I asked him, but he never gives an answer. He told me that when you watch the sunset, the sun isn't actually going down. Our world is turning. In fact, we're moving backwards. The planet Earth is turning in space. And as we do, the sun appears to go down. But actually, we're moving, not the sun. We watch the sunset together. It was quite extraordinary. I'd never experienced anything like that before. The next meaning is where we contrast between what somebody thinks is true and what is really true. Here are some examples. I didn't think I'd enjoy the party, but it was actually quite fun after all. We thought the food would be awful, but it was actually quite good. In both cases, the speaker changed his mind. First, he thought the party and the food would be bad, but in the end, both were positive experiences. In these examples, there is another adverb in the sentence, quite. Notice the order is, actually, plus quite, plus the adjective. It was actually quite fun. We could also use a verb instead of an adjective. Actually, plus quite, plus a verb. I actually quite enjoyed the party. In the story, A Boy's Story, podcast 145, notice how Jason in his thoughts, uses actually to contradict the fact that somebody has asked him about his opinion on horses. Jason thinks his family assumed he didn't like horses, which was not true. I don't mind. I'm all right with Gran. I know you're all right with Gran interrupted Vanessa. We all know you're all right with Gran. That's why we thought it would be okay if we left you with her. Just you and Gran. Silence. Jason continued to concentrate on his toes. That had been the story. He'd be bored at a horse show. But nobody had actually asked him if he liked horses or not. He liked monkeys. He liked whales, and he liked eels, especially eels. 
Why shouldn't he like horses too? In this next extract from the story The Great Dying, podcast 156, the narrator of the story contradicts himself as he is speaking, although he is also contradicting what we, the listeners, actually think about the town of Bournemouth. We believe it is a beautiful seaside town in the south of England, but actually, in the future, where the action takes place, Bournemouth is very different. Listen to how actually introduces the description of Bournemouth in the future. And this is Bournemouth, a seaside town. Actually, I shouldn't really say Bournemouth because the town is useless now. Its streets lie under the water, so nobody can live there. The sea has risen by about a metre, which means that if you want to see the sights, you'll have to take a boat. You know, like a visit to Venice, except that Venice completely disappeared under the waves several years ago. Most people from Bournemouth live on higher ground around the town. Those people, unlucky enough not to own a dry house, have moved away. Some probably died. You see, climate change meant that the prices of houses rose so much that people can't afford one. In this third use of the word actually, we can see it is similar to the previous meaning. It makes a contradiction, but here it is used to correct people in a polite way. Consider the dialogue. You're American, aren't you? I love Americans. We're not American. We're Canadian. Oh dear. That could be rather embarrassing for the first speaker. However, the Canadians could have made their answer more polite and understanding if they had used the word actually. For example, You're American, aren't you? I love Americans. Actually, we're not American. We're Canadian. The word actually softens the contradiction and makes it easier for the conversation to continue without the first speaker feeling too embarrassed. Notice as well that in this use, the word actually often comes at the beginning of the sentence and is followed by a comma. Actually, we're not American. We're Canadian. In this next example, the second speaker tells the first that he doesn't have time to chat. Listen to how he softens this information with actually. Hey John, good to hear your voice. I just called for a chat. Actually Steve, I'm busy at the moment. Can I call you back? 
There are some nice examples of this polite contradiction in part one of the story The Quiet Man, podcast 160. In this extract, Philippa is introducing Simon to the actors at the local amateur dramatics group. Simon is a very shy man, but Philippa wants him to join the acting group. So, Simon contradicts, in a polite way, what they say about how suitable he would be as an actor. This is quite a long extract, actually, so you'll need to concentrate hard on the conversation. There are three examples where Simon politely contradicts what the others say about him. Three examples. Listen carefully. Can you identify the three examples of actually? Let me introduce you to Simon. Simon has come to look around. He may be interested in playing a part, said Philippa, smiling. Simon suddenly turned to Philippa and looked shocked. He had never even mentioned the idea to her. Why had she said that? He turned back to the small crowd of people. Actually, uh, I'm not an actor at all. I've just come to watch. Uh, I thought... Let me introduce you to everybody, Simon, interrupted Philippa. This is Stevie. Hello, Simon. Nice to meet you. And this is Cynthia. Hello. Can we call you Simon? <laughs> she laughed in a girly way. <laughs> and this is Alfonso. He's from Spain. Encantado, Senor Simon. This is Luisa. Luisa is from the US. Good to meet you, Simon. Hope you brought some talent with you. We're gonna need it. Don't listen to her, Simon, said Philippa. She loves to be nasty. And this is Lord Jim. He's not really a lord, but he behaves like one. Listen not to what they say, dear Simon. They are just jealous of my importance in the world of acting. What can one say? Suddenly, another man arrived from somewhere inside the theatre. He was a rather short, slim man with a very white face, a pierced eyebrow and yellow and pink hair. He was wearing a very bright shirt, brighter, thought Simon, than his brightest tie. Ah, and last but not least, said Philippa, this is our play director, Mimsy. Well, his real name is Gareth Borogove. But we call him Mimsy. You know, all Mimsy are the Borogoves from Lewis Carroll. Simon didn't understand what she was talking about, so he smiled and said, Actually, uh, I haven't read much Shakespeare. Mimsy walked up to Simon and placed his hands flat on Simon's chest. What have you brought me, Philippa? Who is this wonderful person? he said. This is Simon, Mimsy, answered Philippa, the man I spoke to you about from work. 
He's decided to visit our theatre and have a look at what we do. Oh, my goodness! He's just what I want. He's just what I need. He's perfect. Mimsy looked deep into Simon's eyes. Simon took a step back. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm... I, uh... He felt his heart beating fast. He felt that he wanted to escape, to get out of this place, to get away from these people as quickly as possible. My darlings, said Mimsy, I've just found my policeman. Lord Jim interrupted, and he sounded upset. Mimsy, I thought I was going to be the policeman, you know, as well as Ruperto. I think I'd do it rather well. Mimsy turned to Lord Jim, looking annoyed. Lord Jim, you look as much like a policeman as I look like Wesley Snipes. You're too short, for one thing. He turned back to Simon. How tall are you, big boy? he asked. You must be six feet. Well, actually, I'm, I'm only five feet eleven and a half inches tall. I... Simon, darling, interrupted Mimsy. Let me give you some advice. When somebody asks you how tall you are, you say you're six feet tall. Then let them tell you you're lying. But I'm not an actor, Mr. Mimsy. I'm just a computer. Don't tell me, Simon, darling. Don't spoil it for me. You look like a policeman to me. And that's the end of the podcast. Did you hear the three examples of actually? Come over to Practicing English Podcast 163 to see the examples written in the transcript. Until next time, goodbye for now. 